Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisper and Brew. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dual Position Podcast. I am your host, DSC Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, joined, as always, by a man looking very disheveled. Looks like he hasn't shaved in about three weeks. I'm surprised you're not underwater with the amount of rain that we've had along the East Coast. I know you're in Western Sydney, so you're probably copying it as well. I'm in Newcastle, and I'm getting a belting. Brewski, how are we? Yeah, not bad. Uh, definitely, like, it's stopped raining in the last few hours, but before that, probably four or five days solid. I am looking like a bit of a hobo at the moment. Bit been a bit lazy, <laughs> mate. It's uh, it's been been a weird sort of two or three weeks, super coach wise. And we've sort of been in and out. Don't know who's playing, who's going, who's going to perform, who's going to shit the bed. Last week of sort of the origin period, we might get a little bit of downturn in performance next week. But apart from that, it should be smooth sailing from round nineteen onwards. Um, seems like we both handled the buy periods okay. We didn't do a Sunday roundup. I was a bit busy, um, and I think you had some stuff on, so it was good to have the week off. Just a, I guess a quick overview for anyone not following. Um, I did see some red arrows, which I was surprised about, um, down to 210th overall. So I was only down 16 spots or whatever, but we finished up with an 1168, which I thought was pretty good um, considering like the guys around me. But yeah, we did have a, a slight drop in, in the rank. But apart from that, um, mate, your Pappenhausen holding for the last six weeks paid off, buying Luttrell paid off, and uh, you saw some green arrows. I didn't get Latrell. Oh, oh my god! Why? Oh, yeah. I ended up getting Jerome Hughes. I don't know. I, I um, I just thought that Hughes was the better longer term play, and then obviously, you know, Latrell came out and looked looked fantastic. It was just it's that run home. I'm really scared yeah. about that run home and his injury history, and I don't have many trades left. So I thought Hughes might be the safer play, and once Munster obviously being out kind of sunk in a little bit. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Hughes and I, I still think it's gonna be the right move long term. Um I won't judge it on one week, but we will we'll see what happens. Um from in terms of captaincy this week, which we'll get to later, which is oh. actually really difficult this week. Ro- it's ro- like roll a dice. Abs- it's shit house, to be honest with you. I, I would have kind of liked to have had Latrell this week because at least then I could have got a, a VCC with confidence. But the I guess two, we'll talk about that a little bit later. The two best players this week play in the same fucking game. So it's just like, bro, what, like, what do we do? Um, however, though, like, yeah, um, don't, don't judge the trades off one week. Um, for, for me, I didn't really have any flops, I would say. I mean, Angus Crichton, I think he, he shit the bed, but apart from that, um, overall okay heading into this week will be interesting because we do have a fair bit of team list news that we can segue into. Our boy Grant Anderson survives. Obviously, Cameron Munster away with the Maroon side. That's going to see Nick Minnie shift into the halves. Some news today that Remus Smith, his season is over, so Marion Seve is going to hold one center spot. And that sees Anderson, he will hold the other in a very, in a very, very perfect world, he gets dropped next week because he's he's done his job. He was a great round seventeen enough. But yeah, he um he did really well um in terms of like holding his spot, which is awesome. Uh, Sifat Talakai has been named on the bench, so kind of annoying. Takes his stocks down, I mean, not stocks, but like his just overall. Act availability. I mean, you, you, the best abal- uh, the best ability is availability, and he is not here this week, which has tempted some people to sell. What are we thinking with Sifa? Because we know with like a guy like Katoa, uh, who you're in the boat of, or a guy like Ronaldo, the next two or three weeks not ideal. But the run home is fantastic. Sifa not being available this week though is a little bit of a sting. If you had the trades, would you sell or would you just hold regardless? Yeah, I'd sell. I, I might be one of those people selling. I haven't 100% worked out who's going to be my outs this week. I need to look at it a little bit longer term. Um, and I haven't quite done that yet. So 
I he potentially is a sell for me this week, but I believe he is a sell in general. I know the draw home is the draw home, but he's just he's not seeing. Uh, he got the no, 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 he got shafted. He got absolutely. Absolutely sharp. Are we but, talking but, about the line break? Oh, mate. He should have had a try assist. Bro, if Campbell assist. Graham, if Campbell Graham is going to keep his, all Campbell Graham did was literally catch and pass. Talakai caught it, ran like three meters, drew up, I don't know. I honestly- Is like, that the one? That's the one they gave to Will Kennedy, right? Mate, scoring this scoring this year- uh, It's I don't, bullshit. I'm, I don't, I don't so like to it. bag Supercoach <laughs> because I, they, they get bagged enough um, and, I, and I don't want to burn bridges, but like- Scoring this year has been absolutely atrocious, like absolutely dreadful. Like there had to be a huge outbreak, a, a huge mass call in like two weeks ago to get Manu his line, um, his try assist. Talakai, I think he just got robbed. Uh, anyway, that's that's my rant done. But you're on the Talakai cell. I just think your whole, I mean, center wing, two RF, whatever. Like I think he's a fine play. Um, I think Jack Whiten now has become everyone's favorite super coach. Like every super coach's players, like second favorite player because him coming back into the origin side, him coming back into 18th man allows for our boy Nico Hines to be available for round 17. Huge, huge in. Not really like huge in terms of like any pod relevancy because we all own him. Um, but it's just nice to have another number there to boost the overall points and give us maybe another VC option this week as well. Um, Bradman Best is in for Dane Gagai who's away for origin camp. Best returns from injury. Uh, Campbell Graham is out with an eye fracture. We got a little bit of word on this last night. I got a little bit of intel posted. It turns out to be correct, which is awesome. Um, Jed Cartwright. Now, is Jed Cartwright the perfect nuff? I posted that it's Jed Cartwright season. And people that maybe aren't experienced to be coach players were calling me crazy. But at this time of the year, like if we can buy a guy for 200K, Jewel sent a wing. <laughs> yeah, Jewel, he's going to be in for this week. He's going to be out. He's going to be gone. Like, I just think I this hope is so. perfect, <laughs> mate. Absolutely perfect. If he just plays this week and that's it, then that's what, a dream genius. come true. Absolute genius. Uh, worst case scenario is... Uh, he's moved to the bench very last minute, scores about six points this week, and then is on the bench for the rest of the season, and uh, that's going to be terrible. But, mm. I mean, we'll we'll talk on him in, in trade talk later on. Um, but, yeah, I'm really keen for Jed Cartwright. Does have that handy jewel. I was buying enough this week anyway. I was looking at Shannon Harris from the Penrith Panthers. But, yeah, we get Jed Cartwright, who's going to be a number this week. Yep, he's one of my trades. Spoiler Ooh, alert. Spoiler alert. Um, now, I, I'm a Tigers fan. I should know this guy. Pull, pull, power. I don't know. Look, Brett Kamali has been told by Tim Sheens to start developing youth, try and fast track them. So I think he's actually won his spot on merit. Twelve's out for the season. I think he scored forty four points last week. Basically, all in base power, bottom dollar price, front row forward. Awesome. I don't need the points, so I'm not going to go after him. But I can definitely see the appeal, and we will. And yeah, he does feature in the top ten most bought this week. But he gets another run for the Tigers. Uh, Ryan Madison. Back from that rib injury, he's back in the lock jersey, which is a huge, huge tick for super coaches. Yeah, I I really want to get him this week. I'm just struggling to figure out how. Yeah, oh, that is, it's, that's the case. Like, I think a lot of coaches would have wished he played last week, and then he would have sort of had a little bit of a price drop. But guys jumping on this week, it's, it's going to be very, very tough. I know uh, another edge back rower that plenty of people are looking at from Parramatta, and we'll touch on him today as well. Um, half of the entire city of Brisbane just seems to be out with injuries, so anyone that's getting a run, I reckon if you rock up to Red Hill tomorrow, you, Kevin Walters might chuck you a jersey. They've got too many, too many lists to name. Capewell Origin, Ricky out, Haas out with all, uh, Haas is just out, Carrigan, um, God, Tamari Martin, like there's just, every man in his dog is out and it sees a few little openings, Tessie New at fullback and the man that's not in Supercoach yet, Hosking, starting, I, I expect him to be do- bottom dollar, he should be added to the game, I would say probably tomorrow, uh, but yeah, what do we think of, of Hosking, obviously I've not watched much of him, but if he's just going to be another Jed Cartwright situation, another slam dunk for 30k cheaper. I have no idea who that guy is. So I cannot comment. I don't know the first thing about him, unfortunately. But if he does manage to lock down the edge spot, plays 65-plus minutes for one week, and that's, that's going to be perfect for, for the same situation that we look at Jed Cartwright. Yep, make him drill as well, and I'll grab him. 100%. Um, yeah, look, only four games this week, so not a huge amount of team list Tuesday news, but there is definitely plenty of movement in the transfer market. The number one most bought player this week, no surprise after his... 110 points in about six minutes last week made me vomit in my mouth. Ryan Pappenhausen, 17.6% of teams have purchased Pappenhausen. Now, some people are going to get tricky and, and anti-pod him, but he's averaging 100 points this year. And that's not a, a turbo 104. Like, he's a genuine 100-point game guy. 
and we've just seen what he did last week. It, it was devastating to watch. Like he is exceptional. Looks like he's goal kicking again. Didn't goal kick for the sort of the first half of the game, but picked up at the back end. All systems go for Pat. We're paying a lot of money for him, but it's it's. I I, I don't want to outthink this one, bro. Like I don't want to try and be the smartest guy in the room and and give this big spiel about why we anti pod Pat. I'm just I'm all aboard the Pat train. Hundred percent agree. That's the reason I held him. I didn't want to have to. You know, jump through hoops to get him back because he's the number one player, basically, I want in my squad. Um, I've got a lot of people asking me at the moment, should I get Trell or should I get Pappenhausen? And for me, it's simple. It's Trell could be a huge pod, don't get me wrong. And if you want to pick him as your second fullback, yeah, go for I it. Think- but Pappenhausen, man. That, that, yeah, well, it basically moves into, into Trell. Like, I like the idea of picking up Trell if he is your second fullback. I don't want to roasted I, me last week. Can I just say that people f- said you're an idiot for this trade? Like not I everyone. Think, I think it, like, was, oh, it was risky. Ballsy, ballsy, I, I do think it like, was risky. And now every man and his dogs like, oh, you got to get Trell. You got to get Trell. Mate, have you not? World, it's ha, so I was going to say, have, have you not worked out the Supercoach world is extremely fickle, extremely fickle. But that's <laughs> that's why we love it. Um, on Trell, look, I I I love what I saw from him. He looks really good. South Shore running home is putrid. That's the only issue. And if I buy Trell, I'm kind of stuck with Cody Walker, and I don't really want to be stuck with Cody Walker for the long term, so that's the reason why I'm not going him. But, yeah, I can definitely see a world where people just run Trell and Pappenhausen as they run home. I guess the the flip side is, I'm assuming it's Tedesco. Like, that's the other option. So you've got to look at it like, do you think Trell gets rested in round 25? I, I don't think he does. Do you think Teddy gets rested in round 25? Maybe he's the kind of guy that that, that actually probably backs up. So you've just yeah. got to you've just got to be fighting. They'll be fighting for the eight. They're not. They're not yeah. going to be in their usual spot. Yeah. So you've basically got to look at points scored from now until the season's end. If you think the the trail with the with the weak advantage is going to have the difference, then go trail. But I wouldn't rely on him to be your number one fullback. And that's just me. I think Pappenhausen is an absolute lock. Absolute must have. Basically, no non negotiable for me unless unless you are a strictly head to head player then I can understand it. But me in 210th, I'm speaking from an overall standpoint. I just think Pappenhausen is the guy. He is the guy. Got to have him. Should yeah. Be so, first picked. so, so let's, let's talk on, on troll. Um, second fullback. I'm, I'm a huge fan of first fullback. I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I think you're in agreement. Yeah, absolutely. If, he, if he's your second, by all means, um, you would think most people will now be taking probably Teddy or Trell. Charles brought himself into the conversation as a goal-kicking fullback as well. So which one you take, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's literally, I think it comes down to how you see the the, the run-home of fixtures. I'm leaning towards Tesco, um, but you can definitely make a case for Trell and just look at the at the numbers of running home. Like, just do it like a, I don't know, if, yeah. you think, if you think Teddy's going to average 80 for the run-home and Trell's going to average 68 then put that into a calculator, work out the rounds. If you think the points difference is going to be there, then then take whoever you think will score the most points. Um, it's, it is splitting hairs. And the reason why I'm not going Trell is just because I have Cody Walker and Cody Walker is my avenue to Tedesco. So that means I would be stuck with Walker if I got Tedesco, if I got Latrell. And I was, I was going Latrell last week because I wanted to be different. Like I wanted to have a potish side to finish the season. So now that the conversation's popping up, you know, Trell... Or, or Tedesco, if I'm looking at it Teddy's purely the as the, you know, the pick, I pick Tedesco. You know, he, he scores 65, 70 on a bad day. I don't think Trell's going to do that every week. I think he's going to put out a, the occasional stinker when he has a lazy game. Teddy and yeah, the Roosters, they, you, they haven't even really hit form. Like if they hit form, Teddy will start hitting tons. If you compare the pair, they have the same ceiling for my for my belief. They, they, they have the same ceiling, which is what, 140, 150. But if you look at the floor, Trell is much more likely to go for like a 15 than, than Teddy. So I that's why I'm going Teddy. Um, 6% bought this week. The third most popular player is Polly Pol, Pol. You know who we're speaking of. Tigers front row forward. Um, bottom Hello, dollar. Paul. Yep. 44 points in base power last week. Awesome. Uh, looks like he has the spot with Twile out. I can see why people are keen. But like, do we really need the cash now? Like... Sure, like, like, do, 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 do we need someone to make us money? Like, we're only going to have, what, seven weeks out of him? That's why I'm looking at it just sort of a, a one-and-done enough. I can understand why people are doing it. Um, and looking at his work rate last week, I don't think he's going to become an AA issue. 
just a question of the minutes. They're gonna have. They've got a hooker on the bench. They've got Stefano there as well. So I think he does get the minutes. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely understand this. If this was five weeks ago, this would be a slam dunk pick for me. But we're now in round seventeen. I'm I'm in a different position than, than some players. So I guess. I don't need him, but from a side that does need him like yourself, I'd love to hear uh, why you think he is worthy of the number three spot on the most bought list. Well, I'm, I'm just chasing all the cash I can to make my side as good as as good as it can be for the run home, I guess. And, you know, he's bottom dollar. He obviously, he did pump out the base last week. He made 37 tackles in 41 minutes, which is pretty high level. You know, if he you know, gets a bit more ball, takes some hit-ups, maybe some tackle busts, who knows what he could do. But it's not even really about that for me. It's not like he's going to be a guy that you're going to be picking in your 17, like pretty much barring disaster. So for me, it's just all about the cash. I've barely looped. I think I looped at the start of the season, for example. I'll probably loop this weekend because it's a buy round, but the loops don't happen that often, so I'm not too worried about the AE part of it. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Number four most bought, Brandon Smith, 5.4% of teams. Now, last week on Twitter, I said, Cheese has been given all the opportunity in the world. I feel like the attack just isn't there. So, what does Cheese do? Just just goes and scores a try. Uh, typical me putting the, the curse on him. However, I still stand by that. I just I don't really see this at all. I don't like the purchase, to be honest no. with you. Like, like, I said it last week as an owner. I've been tempted to sell the bloke and... Sure, he scored a try last week, and he scored like sixty-seven or whatever it was. Like, yes. wow! What, like, what? How are you going to feel when he doesn't score the try and he scores thirty-seven, which is what I've been copping for like the last six weeks? Yeah, no, so, and like, we've... I just feel like this for me. Honestly, I would pick these cheap guys this week before I'd pick Brandon Smith. At least yeah. you'll have cash in the in the bank for the following weeks. Yeah, there's a couple of mid-range guys on this list that I really just can't get behind. I'd rather go dirt cheap or, or get your premiums. And uh, Brandon Smith does not fall into that category for me. Um, so I would be giving him a miss. I've been kind of anti-Brandon Smith all season. Um, however, Isaiah Tass, 2.9% of teams being brought in this week with the news that Campbell Graham is out for indefinite six weeks, looking at it thereabouts. I can understand this. It's a buy number. He's 300 and something K. He looks good. Um, Latrell back should definitely free him up. And, yeah, we saw that last week, Latrell sort of giving him good ball and getting him in good space. And, yeah, I feel like if you held Tass, then you've been handed a, a godsend. But would you go out of your way to purchase him, Brew? Nope. No, I wouldn't. You know, he probably has the job security now, I suppose. But he's already he's already made his cash, you know, and I don't really think he's going to be someone you're going to be wanted playing in your 17. So if, like, you're going to pick him, you may as well go cheaper if you can. Use a jewel to get him in second row or front row forward. You know, most of us have Talakai and, and Tago, so there should be some dual flex there. And if there's not, you've got your side set up wrong. So you should fix that. Um, I, I personally, no, I'm not paying 300 for Tass, especially with that draw home. Would you rather pay more for AJ then, or are you still definitely off that? Because AJ, 2.9% of team, it, in 2.9% of teams this week, he's at number six most purchased. I'd rather just take Tass for the cheaper price, to be honest, out of these two. AJ who? Alex Johnson. Oh, isn't he like 600K plus? Exactly, exactly. So I would much rather just pay the 300 and take Tass if you want a piece of... If you want a piece of the of the South left edge, which I don't, but if you're really keen on South, I'd, I'd just rather take Tass, to be honest, for half the price. I'm really not keen on AJ. I'd take Edric Lee. <laughs> Shout out to Edric Lee. There's been some definitely Edric Lee movement. Um, but you're obviously against AJ as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, for all the same reasons, you know, Latrell will step up against the big sides. He's got a history of doing that. There's been a bit of media today about his scores and whatnot against the, the higher-end sides. And and we know what Latrell's like. You know, he has his occasional lazy games and he has his spiteful, vengeful games. And, you know, he does play the Roosters on the, on the run home, so I'm sure he'll be up for that one. And I'm sure there'll be some scores in there. I'm just a little bit worried about the consistency of his scores. But a guy like AJ, he's reliant purely... Yeah. On attacking junk, a guy like Tass isn't going to have a massive amount of base. We saw that in the first couple of weeks that he played. So, you know, if South don't click and, you know, last week aside, I don't think they're going to click on the way home and be anything too special. I just think you're going to get stuck with a guy that's going to get you annoying scores. This is some high-level footy analysis here, Bruce. So strap yourselves in for this very in-depth thing. But believe it or not, mate, the fullback touches the ball more than the winger. Did, did you know that? I know, surprise I, me at I, all. Know, I know, right? Yeah, huge. So, obviously, the troll's going to have a better chance to score points, so I'd rather just pay the money and get troll. Um, I'd rather 
cheap out and get tasked than AJ. I think AJ stinks. However, let's who, get Trell available in the centers again. Oh let's, yes, let's let's, just, let's yeah. please. However, I tell you who doesn't stink, and I'm kicking myself for not buying him last week because he is a plotter, but he's a plotter of the best sense. Joe Offerhand Gowie, two point four percent of teams. I was really on board with Joe last week. Didn't end up getting him, but he looks to be like the leader of this pack, like in just terms of work rate. Brett Kamali is asking him to do a lot. And look, I think he scored like 80 points in the weekend, just tackling everything that moved. Um, I can definitely understand why people are doing this. He's going to be like a decent second front row, second or third front row forward. He's got the dual flexibility. Um, It's not the most exciting pick, but it's probably going to tie you over for the season's end. I said this this morning to one of the Blakes at work. I said, I hate this pick, but I'm going to make it today because front row forward is crap. I need a front row forward. And as much as I hate making this pick, it's a very boring pick. It's a very boring pick, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like an Aiden Tolman pick. And, and to be honest with you, and please don't take offense at this, but I hate watching the Tigers games this year. They're Mate, one of the worst so teams I've seen in a very long time. And for that reason, like I, Owning a Tigers player is going to make me want to sit there and watch Joe and watch how many touches he does and see if he gets a, you know, a, an assist because he's been getting some junk lately. And I'm going to have to end up paying more attention to West Tigers games, which is, makes me a bit <laughs> sad. But I, I am... I am buying Joe this week. Oh, but it's a, it's a brilliant strategy from the Tigers. Let's just try and get some kind of fantasy relevant guy to get us some points to try and get some eyes, some eyes on the TV because we stink. And owning Joe is the only reason as to why that... Mate, I... Um, I went to the Knights game last week. I tell you what, like the, <laughs> I'm glad I owned Mitch Barnett because it was pissing down rain. It was cold. It was windy. I'm like, God, I'm glad I've got someone to watch at this game because it was, it's hard when you're watching a team that is not very exciting. So Joe, I, I do like the pick there. Uh, and I can understand it. It's a very boring pick, but it's a, it's a pick that could like just yeah, tie you over for the season's end. I don't think he's going to let you down. However, number eight, Nelson Asmussen-Lamona. Now, hate it. This is revolting. Now, Nas has scored over 70 points twice this year. That's it. And both of those with tries. I mean, the bloke is just a perennial 40-point score without attack. There's a reason why he's 380k. And I think people are just looking at it going like, I have no money. I need someone to play this week. I'm going to buy Nas. Just buy Jed Cartwright. Just buy Hoskins when, he, when he's added to the game. Just buy Pole or whatever his name is. Don't buy Nas for 200k more. Please don't. I, I don't understand this at all. I, let me first of all agree with you. I hate the Naz pick, but I will say I did own Naz for about fifteen weeks last season. He, he was did okay last year, deal, and he was he was a good fifty to sixty range player most of the time. Um, but yeah, this season he it's, stinks. It's just it's not a goer, and and you're absolutely right. It's one week, guys. It's a buy round. Some people have six players. You know, other people wing out seventeen and score as much as some guys that have 13. Like, it's just one of those weeks. Just get what you can get on the field. My, don't chase one, my, one week score. The, the, the way I'm looking at it is if I'm paying more than 300K for a guy, he's in my team for the long haul. And if you're looking at your team, if you're in your head-to-head grand final, round 24, you know, 1000 bucks on the line, whatever, and you're picking your reserves, do you really want to be going, oh, shit, i got to pick Nass. Like that's that's the that's the reality of it. Like if you're happy going, you know what? I'm gonna win my grand final, NAS is gonna be the poster boy, then by all means go for it. But like I could think of a hundred players that I'd rather take a punt on than, than Big Nelson. I just I just don't get it. Like it's it's not for me. Um number nine, not too much to say about this. It's Shannon Harris, one point nine percent of teams. Um this might flip into Jed Cartwright, this might flip into Zach Hoskins, like it just it might flip into just any cheapie. I think he was just a placeholder. He was a placeholder for me until teams today as well. Just yeah, replace Shannon Harris with any bottom dollar enough. Um yeah, I think that's that's sort of what needs to be said, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Number ten, Ryan Madison, one point eight percent of teams bringing him in. Uh, the Brewball Daughter is not one of them so far, but you're definitely tempted by it. I'm trying. It's just my setup. <laughs> got to move heaven and earth for those biceps, mate. Well, I got. It's still Jai Arrow is just he's such a pain to me that bloke. <laughs> he's just there, and but I've got no depth, so like I need to bring in a front row forward. Like it's a non-negotiable for me. I have to bring in a front row forward, and I just can't get one. Also in the second row. And it's doing my head in. I'll end up working something out this week. You watch. I'll figure out a way. Uh, Jack DeBellin, mate. 
No, no. I said Ryan Madison. I want to try and get Madison and Joe O. I just need, I need to find how a about, way how, how to about do Sean Lane? Listen, mate. Don't you get me started. Oh, I did not. Like, like I said, I, I, I posted on Twitter things I never thought I'd say. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King having a better year than Reid Marnie. And also Sean Lane deciding just to become, you know, an elite edge back rower. And Dan Gagai being an, an immortal through the first five weeks of footy. Hey, I'll stand by my... my... <laughs> he has stunk recently. Um... <laughs> He's shit lately. And so it was just, uh, he had a good month and that was it. You know, he was... He was like the Parramatta Eels. He showed something for a little bit, and now he's just fallen off a cliff. Oh, hey, let's move into the top five most sold. Number number one with eleven percent of teams is Karaz from the Kerry Breakdown Bulldogs. Uh, I couldn't get this guy right all year. I bought him. I had him from the start. Like I had him from when he emerged, awesome. But I'd play him when he gets twenty. I'd bench him when he gets eighty. He's peaked in value. I've I've never picked him right, but you know I think it's time to move him on. I understand why eleven percent of teams have decided to give him the flick. Oh, it's it's just it's the time. Like he's done a perfect job. You know, he was there for the first buy. He's now made some money. It's time. Move him on. It is time. Number two, most sold, Campbell Graham. Pretty self explanatory here, I think, Brew. Yeah, eight weeks. That's season. Sell. Oh, like imagine if you bought him like two or three weeks ago, like thinking he's like a great center we oh brutal. Supercoach is a oh, cool uh, game. Buy planning, right? Buy planning. <laughs> Fun, fun stuff. I'm pretty sure I did the same with TPJ. I think I bought TPJ in round 10 and he decided to not play for the next, like, for the last, yeah. like, three weeks. Pretty sure I bought him the same week. Mate, but after I after I tried to be the smartest guy all preseason and saying, oh, Payne Haas won't hurt me, whatever, he ended up averaging 75 points for the first five weeks or whatever. Fast forward to now, you can buy Payne Haas for 480k. Obviously, he's out with injury this week, but it just shows you like just a fall from grace that he's had, like with the with the AC injury and just the minutes being like four hundred eighty k for Payne Haas, and people are cashing out on him. Do yeah, you think? How about, how about Josh Schuster sub three hundred when yeah. he's going to start six next year? Next year's looking good. Next year is is looking tight. Turbo's going to be like six hundred k. Like it's, yeah, gonna, it's the, the the cheese will be bottom dollar as well. It's going to be very fun next year. But on Payne Haas, um, are you selling? Because it's like the lowest he's going to be. I understand he's not playing this week and, and maybe not next week either, but... like I'm front, probably not. Front I think you've so lost dead. too much. You've probably lost too much now. You may as well just park him and hope he finds his form. Yeah, no, like, I, You're not going to get much out of it. And you're probably going to have to put money into it to really move it up. And honestly, this week is a bit of a wasteland. Like, who, like, like who, I look at... Who do you move the trade to? screen... Like, there's like... There's, there's Tarpany, but he's not playing this week. There's all the guys I want aren't playing this there's, week. There's Joe O, and that's kind of it. I mean, like, there's no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, mm. ba- it's bad, man. Like next week, next week's the week. Like, see, maybe set yourself up for trades next week. You got Fafita's getting cheap. Josh Curran, I reckon, is a massive smoky to to pick. Like sub five hundred. Tohu's finally hitting some post ACL form. There's there's some good guys to pick up. Don't waste your moves this week, if like you, valuable you, trades, don't have... just on, on absolute plotters for for one week score. Like just, mm. just turn the TV off for the weekend. If you don't turn have off um, for the weekend and if, save it for the run home. If you you'll, don't have ham, more enjoyment, if you don't have Hamwall, I mean, like Seagulls have a brilliant run home. So, like, yeah, just don't make the trade because you have to. Uh, if you haven't have got him yet, uh, I will be getting him next week. I think. I think I'll be buying next week. Um, number four. Angus Crichton after a Sinbin, and Rooster's not looking amazing. His scores have been okay in recent weeks. Last week was a bit of a shocker with the Sinbin and, and whatever. I think all the forwards last week really took a hit in the rain. Um, but yeah, 4.3% of teams have decided to sell Angus, and one of the hosts in this podcast has also sold him this week. Maybe. We haven't confirmed yet. But what do you think about selling Angus? To be honest with you, he was in my initial run of trades. Like The first ones I did, I... I did have him going out. I just, uh, I thought I'd lost Milne, obviously, at Lockheed. Hey, he's back, your boy. I was pretty pissed off, and Milne stuffed my school bad last week because I didn't know that he, last I heard he was named and he was going to start center, and then I missed the start of the game, and I'm sitting there going, where's Milne? Who's this other fella? (laughs) And then I realized it was Tass, and then I'm like, fuck. And I went and had a look, and he wasn't in the side, and I copped Green Anderson's 10 points, and it just, you know... 1,200 plus became 1,170 something. It just 
crueled me. Um, so I was pretty dirty. And the first thing I did was click Tane Milne's name because I was like, this bastard, like, by planned, I've held on to him for fucking ever. And he's not even going to play the buy on me. And then, uh, yeah, then I saw, might have been you, you or someone on, on Twitter post a little, you know, murmur that Campbell Graham's going to be out for six to eight. And I was like, ooh. Straight away, I sent a few texts. Tade Milne, baby. Woo! He's back. He's back in. Um, yeah, yeah, that was me. Shout out to, oh God, I, I want to I, I wanna say his name's Jaden. I think he was the one that tipped me off. So shout out to if you're Jaden um, for tipping me off. Um, mate, with the with the top 10 most bought, there was two fullbacks, one and two. So you think a fullback has to make way. James Tedesco, 3.1% of teams moving him on. I, I don't get it. Like, I understand Pap, yeah, must have. Latrell, borderline. But like not at the expense of Teddy. No. Next year, can, can um on your little soundboard thing of me do? Can you have what is this amateur hour? Next yes, year on I can. Soundboard. We'll, we'll take yep. we'll take requests. Um, but that yes. is exactly what I would have pushed right then. If you're selling Teddy, seriously, get your head in check. What are the you un- doing? The only way you're selling Teddy is if you have not made a single trade all year and you've got like four hundred thousand trades left. Because like why? This why? Is like, this is like people that are you know. Sell a monster right now, or sold Cleary a month ago during because you know he was going to hey, have a drop off at hey, Origin. Don't, you just you don't, don't sell the guns. Don't don't knock sell a monster because I definitely considered it yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, te- te- back next week. Yeah, no, no. Um, Teddy is yeah, Teddy is out or out of three point one percent of teams, so not not ideal. Um, yeah, you and I are not keen on that move. Hey. As always, stand by us. We're going to have a quick short break. We're going to come back with captains. We're going to come back with the hot takes. We're going to come back with both our trade talks. I'm going to answer a few listener questions as to how we're both setting up for the run home, how we're going to help you guys set up for the run home as well. So please sit tight. We'll be back in about two minutes. Alrighty, we are back. Um, yeah, so basically running at the top 10. I think it's interesting because there have been a lot of clubs are not throwing shit at the wall, but like the Tigers, they're breeding some youth. Broncos have like half the, their side out. So there's going to be some, some cheapies come through. And um, I think it'll make really interesting moves for trades this week. However, what is going to be more interesting, I think is trying to nail your captains. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. At the top of the show, I alluded to Pappenhausen and Hines being the two best players of this round. Of course, they have to play each other. Not ideal. And I don't think you and I are going to be geniuses here by saying one of them is going to be our VC. But the question is, which one, Brew? Which one are we leaning towards? Both goal-kicking. Who do you think has the highest ceiling? Who do you think will score more this week? Well, I don't know who will score more. I wish I did. Uh, but I personally, I'm going for Pappenhausen. I think he has the highest ceiling of the two, most definitely. Um, so I'm going to put my faith in Pappy. Uh, shout out to the Supercoach Experience. They are in the chat. Um, thank you so much for your kind words. Cheers, boys. Um, been enjoying your stuff this year as well. Um, so just on that, I just I saw I saw Savs in the chat there. So I wanted to give them a quick shout out. You're on the Pap train for your VC. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going Paps myself. Yeah, yeah. I am also leaning towards Paps. I just what he did last week. Like I went to bed. I was messaging Aman um, and. I said, hey, I'm not watching the game. I'm going to go to bed. Keep me updated. And I got into bed, and then I just had my phone go, and I saw the, the the message. He was like, oh, my God. And I didn't look at it. And then about three minutes later, it was another one saying, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what's happened? And then Pappenhausen's just ballistic, and he's absolutely tore it up. Nico Hines last week, yeah, he had like a line break assist, a line break, and maybe a try assist. Didn't look overly impressive. Still pumped out 90 points. Like, that bloke just shits points for fun as well. So, it is tough. Um, but yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Hines as well. No, sorry, I'm leaning towards Paps over Hines. However, Cody Walker did cross my mind as a VC. Huge, huge punt, but I think I'm going to go with the other two. What are we looking at? 75? 80? How many points are we looking at this week? Because it's kind of a wasteland oh, yeah. for captaincy. If they get that, I'm, I'm looping. Because my options after that game, like half my, I reckon half my squad plays that, on Thursday night, which is going to annoy me because, as most of you know, I get up at 3 a.m. to go to work. So, on Thursday, I'm probably going to have to have a nap before the game or something just so I can watch it. Um, and I'm going to want to watch it all, I'd suggest, with half my sides playing. So, that's going to be fun. After after that game, it's a wasteland for captains, in my opinion. I yeah. Really yeah, I'm really looking... Like, with captains here, I'm really looking at the Parramatta game. And it's a question of, like, IPABs versus Maddo versus Dylan Brown, if you own him. I think the way I'm looking at it is VC Paps and C uh, I Pap, but I am looking at Maddo. But like, 
low-key kind of scared about his ribcage and, like, is his minutes going to get managed or whatever? Um, where are you landing on the C? Genuine concerns. Uh, at the moment, my C is either going on Joe O or... Jo- go, go, you've got to. No, 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 no. You've got to. You've got to go Joe OC. If you're buying him, I, I want to do it. <laughs> Safe 60. Captaining a Tigers player, that's got to be, you know, that's Russian roulette for sure. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I'm, I'm hoping I can just loop. Like, I... So, yeah, but, but the what... options like what? are that bad that I'm tempted to straight C. Obviously, I'm not going to do that on a buy round because it's a free it's hit a free anyway. Lead, yeah. But if this wasn't a free hit, I'd pretty much straight C in this first game. So, let's say full-time comes around, you wake up for work, and Ryan Pappenhausen has scored you... 77 points. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Only because my other options are that dire, I will probably loop that. Yeah, that's fair. It's 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 kind of borderline, but like if I had a if I had a Moses or a Dylan Brown, for example. Like a high I'd ceiling probably, guy. Yeah, I'd ride it out on yeah. the C and go, you know what, I'm not going to lose out too much. But, you know. I'm, the chat. The chat's just caught Joe up to boring. The, the, the chat's just caught up to you saying, Joe captain, and they are, they are blown. <laughs> it's one of the worst things you've said on this podcast. I, that's, that's how bad my side is this year, man. I don't have many options. Oh, brutal. Um, I think I'm gonna. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to work out IPAP or Matto. I think Matto's probably got the higher upside, but like IPAP's probably safer. I don't know. It's it's kind of gross. It probably will go safe and go IPAP just because he's got more of a try scoring ability than Joe. O. Um, yeah. What about uh, Latrell? I mean, if you're buying Latrell, do you prefer him as a VC over Pappenhausen? No. Better matchup. I, I, look, that's the problem. Like it's, it's my problem too. Like I've got Heinz. Even if they played in different games, I've got Heinz and Pappenhausen both at fullback, so yeah, I could same. only pick one anyway. So which is really, it's really annoying. But I don't know. I, I just don't think I could go Trell over a Pappenhausen or a Heinz. I just don't think he has the ceiling of either of those two guys. No, that's that's totally fair. Um, let's move on to some hot takes. Last week I had David Fafita under forty. Got 48, so nah, kind of close. Had Nico over 90. Uh, that was a tick, I'm pretty sure. Had the West Tigers 13 plus. Uh, I had the Warriors 13 plus over the Tigers, which also hit. That looked like the lock bet of the week. Um, do you remember what you had last week or not? I went super rogue last week. Um, here, we go. <laughs> here we go. I uh, said that, uh, what was it, Cleary? I said Cleary would go under 65. That was a fail. He got 82. But he did kind of play how I thought he would. I, I thought he would have a bit of a downish game post-origin, and I feel like he did against the Chooks. I will skip my second one and go to the third one. I, tongue-in-cheek every week, I do something like this. I said Kikau or Qatar would score a hat-trick. Yeah, obviously, neither of that happened. What was they your did sec- score tries, though. What was your second one? Why are we my second it? one was I said that both, not one of them, both of them would get hundreds. I said Pappenhausen and Latrell would both go 100 plus. Oh. And who wants to go check Latrell's score? And we obviously all know that Pappenhausen got 135. Did, did Trell get 99? He did. Oh, He did. Brutal. I was like, what a I bad went beat. super bold. I didn't just say one bloke would come back on, re- on their return game and get 100. I said both of them would. And bloody Latrell gets 99. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brutal. Um, this week I have gone Pappenhausen and Hines will make us sad. No actual score. I just think we may be disappointed. They might both get like 65 and people are like, oh, that's like uh, not not what we wanted. Um, I've got IPAP bounce back with an 80 and I've got Reed Marnie 65 against the Tigers. I'm really hoping Reed Marnie just like... JMK is out playing Reed Marnie. Like, <laughs> who saw this coming? Definitely not, bro. JMK is like, uh, JMK is like top three hooker of the game right now. <laughs> like, all right. Weird, weird so, parallel universe. I might... 
I'm going to go one for each game, okay? So I'm going to scroll through. So I'm going to go Grant Anderson for a double this week. God, I hope so. I would love that. What do we got? Second game. We've got Knights versus Rabbitohs. <laughs> I'm going Edric Lee to score another 100. God, that'd, and... make, that'd make some Twitter crowd very happy. This one, I don't know why I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to say the Tigers will beat Parramatta. I was waiting. I was waiting for a Joe try hundred plus game, something, something like that. From you, <laughs> I do want to. I have had a bit of luck cheering on my guys this year, actually. And I've got the Dragons beating the Broncos thirteen plus. I have the Dragons as like amazing value this week. I know Ben Hunt's out, but like half the Broncos uh, dead. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Hit the wrong soundbite. Um, all right, trades this week. Mine are more spicy than yours, so I'm going to give the floor to you, and then I will lead off with mine, mate. All right, I just got to hit that reverse button so I can see what the actual moves were. One second. Okay, so at the moment, my ins are Joe O, uh, Pole, and Cartwright. My outs are Jai Arrow, Fletcher Baker, and Sifa Talakai. Interesting. Cutting tires, cutting tires with Sifa. I don't, know how, at I, the don't, moment, I don't know how I feel about that one. At uh, the moment, I am. All right, I have also made three trades this week. I have gone Karaz to Ryan Pappenhausen. I've gone Sawali to Jed Cartwright. I've gone Angus Crichton to, not in the game yet, Hoskins from the Broncos. Now, people are oh crazy, whatever. They're not going to play next week. That's that's the point. So, I guess if you're new to Supercoach, um, you might be raising your eyebrows at my trades, but I've bought in two guys who I don't really plan on being there next week. And that is not a case of me... Wasting trades, it's a case of me trying to thin my thin my side out. I've got plenty of depth. I don't need the players. I need the points. So we're going to take these guys. They're going to be cheap. And I really hope that they don't see the light of day in their respective sides ever again. If I, if I can get 80 points between the two of them, I think that is, that is great. Uh, it's going to boost my numbers. I'm going to have 13 for this week. And I kind of think I need the numbers to be competing at the top end of the table. So we're doing that. Um, Angus out. How do you feel about that? Because... He was kind of in my keeper side for the run. He, yeah. he was he was in my keeper side for the run home. But like, man, Adam Elliott's really outplaying him, and Adam Elliott's kind of forcing me to pick him in my sort of round twenty five team. Yeah, how did Elliott score eighty seven last week? He's just um, he's the machine. Honestly, honestly, like he's going to be extremely. He's going to depending on what his price is next year. Like, remember he started the season so poor, so his average for the year is only like fifty six or something. Uh, depending on how the Knights use him next year, could be tempted. Mm, I hope Ricky benches him again. I don't. Um, oh no, I don't I really do. care. I actually don't care. Like Ricky picks such a weird bench. <laughs> oh, but also the news of uh, Nickel Cookstar being released to the Warriors that could free up a spot for someone on the bench, which is not good. Um, sorry, I've all, sorry. Uh, someone asked me in the chat. So after I make these three trades, I've got seven trades left, and I think I need another three to get my guns I need. Um, I have 300 and... Once a Hosking is added, I've just calculated him at, at bottom price. Um, I'm going to have 300, 375k in the bank. And then I'm probably going to go McKinnis to Grant and maybe Barnett to Olakowatu or like someone to Olakowatu, maybe like a Max King or someone. Um, but that's that's why I've got the cash in the bank there. So when I said to you before, I've got Olakowatu in my plans next week. And then I think my last trade planned is Cody Walker out, Ezra Mam down, Nico Hines up, James Desco in. And that'll be in round 19. Um, so, yeah, seven trades left, three more to get my ideal team. So, four for the run home. Um, that is the plan. I like that last move with the Mam. I, yeah. I haven't worked out what I'm going to do with Ezra yet. Um, I'm hoping I can use him to just tilt someone all the way up, you know, either center or, or second row. I haven't kind of decided yet. I, I really want David Fafita. I know everyone says, oh, the Titans run last and Fafita's what, not hang in form, on, I, but... What has he shown you that makes you want to buy him? And and, and that's and that's a, not me trying to be a smart ass. I'm just very curious as to why. Because, yeah, we, we, know, we know how destructive he is, but like, what's he shown this, this year just in general? Well, I think that's the point. What has he shown? He's shown sweet F all. Like, but he still scores 50 to 60 every single week. And that's with small minutes off the bench. Like what happens if this bike actually, you know, wakes up one day and puts his actual footy boots on and goes bonkers. Like I, I, I want to own that. And I don't know. I just, 
the way my side's looking at the moment and, you know, look, if, as you've noticed, I don't care as much, you know, given that I'm, I'm traveling so bad. So I'm just kind of flying seat of my pants. Having your Olakowatu and your Kikau and uh, so let's say you add Fafita in there, Angus is a bit boring this year, unfortunately. But, like, I love those type of players who can crash over and score two tries and, you know, score you 150 points on any given week. So everyone's telling me I'm an idiot not to do it, but I just want to do it, to be honest. So I, I really do want to go there still. That's fair. I get it. Uh, it'll be a bit of excitement for you as well, um, and and big, 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 big pod play. Um, Give me a reason to watch Titans games too, because yeah. I don't own any of them at the moment either, and they suck real bad. I don't think I've owned a Titan. I've owned Fafita. I was going to say, apart from Fafita, I don't think I've owned a Titan all year. Oh, and Bo Firma. That's a lie. Um, but yeah, basically seven trades left for me, threading at my ideal team, and we'll go from there. Mate, I'm having a stinker in head-to-head this year. In the Podmasters League, I think the Podmasters League, we are ranked third with the third best league in the comp. And I've scored the third most amount of points in that league. I am 10th in head-to-head. Brutal. I lost to, yeah. Sang- I lost to Sangster. No disrespect to Sangster. But I lost to Sangster last week. <laughs> No disrespect to Sangster, but disrespect to Sangster. Um, <laughs> head-to-head's yeah. brutal. I, that's, that's why I hate head-to-head, man. Like, uh, uh, I'm in a couple of head-to-heads, and there's one of them that, like, and I'm going bad this year, but I've got the second highest overall rank, and I'm coming, like, 14th. And I'm just like, how do I lose? If you have the second highest overall rank, league? I want to be in whatever cash comes your <laughs> Hey, that's my work comp. All right, you leave those boys alone. Shout out to the boys. Um, that's going to wrap up, I guess, the the formalities of the dual position podcast. Um, I'm going to actually keep the questions a bit in the audio feed. I know some people have asked for it, so if you're not one of the guys that want to hear Brew and I ramble for the next ten minutes, just answer some questions live on stream. You are more than free to turn off. Um, but if you're driving to work and you want to hear me and Brew talk some talk some utter shit for ten minutes, then hang around. Um, but yeah, we're going to answer a couple of questions. A lot of people are asking, like, should they trade X player for Pappenhausen, or should they trade player? why do you think trading someone that plays this week is viable like for example plenty of people have said oh surely McInnes is a sell or like for example um oh, I can't remember I think it was Rick yeah Rick Pacey said no Rick wants to send a center wing um someone in the chat asked like should they sell ma'am for Pappenhausen like what are your thoughts on selling players that do play this okay. week uh ma'am to Pappenhausen 100% like if, if that's your ticket to Pappenhausen, then do it because Pappy could come out and score 200 this week. Mam is not going to do that. So you could make up for the loss of the, the player this round simply by adding a player of that caliber. But it really depends who you're trading to who if you're going to lose a number for this week to do it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, one thing, I reckon this is, this is a blanket question. This is going to be us sort of talking on the spot. But Liam asks sort of his top options for the run home of sort of what, whoever. So I reckon off the top of our heads, let's give our best three for each position running home in sort of in order. Um, for Hooker, I would say Grant is still number one. And then, honestly, Cook, Cotter, mm-hmm. Robson, Coruscant, uh, and I don't know what order you want to put those in, but I think they're the next sort of the best four out of the two. So Grant, clear number one. And then I would probably... I got Appy number two. Appy number two. I was going to say, yeah. So I, I would say Cook or Appy as two. Um, and then who would you sort of rank? Would you rank Cotter over Robson or would you rank Robson over Cotter knowing that Cotter might get E sort of back in and, and maybe rested around 25? Who knows? Cotter probably falls down my ranks a little bit because he's coming back from injury. I really do like Robson. And I think the cows run home's not too bad. Someone we're forgetting about. Oh, Cook. So it would be Cook, Cook yeah. versus Robson for third, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I've got Cook versus Appy for second. So yeah, Cook third is, is more than respectable. Um, front row forward, I think Joe Tarpany, clear cut number one for me. Yep. Yep. His uh, base lately is just off the charts. Number two, probably IPAP still, despite having a few slow weeks. Yeah, but watch this space just with him. Like he is fading a he, little he bit. Did this last year. He did this last year as well. He did, yes. So then Joe you, O might be pushing. Yeah, I was going to say, the then, then, you, then you've got seconds. guys like Clemmer, you've got guys like Joe O. Um, Tamalolo. Tamalolo as well. Yeah, there's some, some other guys there. I think the clear cut number one, though, is Joe Tarpany. Um, your, two yep. R, your 2RF, it's more of an open field, I think. Is, is Hamwell mm. the clear No, is Maddo the clear cut 2RF? Is Elliot? Like, like who is the, the best 2RF? Shit. I never thought I'd be um, saying Adam, Adam Elliot. Jesus Christ. I, I think it's Olakawatu. Hamwell. I, I think he. I think he's the one. I think he's your number one 
then, guy then, that you want in the second row. Then Maddo? Probably then Maddo, yeah, but just oh, I need I want to see how Maddo goes at lock compared to that roving role he was yeah. playing off the bench. Because we've we've only seen one and it didn't it did dip his scores a little bit, so but he's still in the list. Who's the second best halfback? Nico, obviously, I just forgot about him. Okay, so I don't think it's a question. I think it's 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 clearly that Nico. Are you entertaining anyone else? Obviously, you've got Jerome Hughes, but are you entertaining anyone else? It would only be Hughes or Moses. DCE? Off the top of my head. Oh, actually, DCE. Seagulls yeah. Seagulls have a good run home, man. So DCE or Hughes would actually be third. And Moses wouldn't be in my top three. And if Garrick's hip is going to be sort of a lingering issue, DCE may get the goal kicking. Oh, he didn't kick him too well last week, so we'll Ooh. see about that. Uh, five eighth, I think. Number one, Cameron Munster. No surprise there. Number two, probably Dylan Brown for me still. Um, yeah. And I really can't think of a clear cut sort of third option. Maybe I'm forgetting someone. Is Drinkwater is Drinkwater five eighth, five eighth eligible? Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop, Drinkwater would probably pop, 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 be three because if you're gonna have Drinky, you should have him up there. You shouldn't have him plenty at fullback now. Plenty of people are saying Cam Murray for the two RF. Um, yeah, we can definitely mention Murray. I don't, I don't think he. Yeah, Murray's very try reliant. I don't think he eclipses. Yeah, I don't think he eclipses Hamole, and I also think he's a bit of a minutes risk for the run home as well, which does worry me. Yeah, he does. He does historically finish like a house on fire, but so I don't mind the Cam Murray the Cam Murray shout. Let's talk uh, set of wings, and I think Brian Toto maybe has emerged as the number one best option for the run home. Back in the try no. scoring four, I think he is man. Like, oh, maybe Manu, Mulatalo, number one. Uh, with their draw home, yeah. I've definitely got Mulatalo top three. I don't know if he's one, but I think it's probably Manu Toto Mulatalo. Is that fair to say? And then maybe Chuck Garrick in there if he's fully fit. And I just want to say, Sione Katoa, you need to you need to drop this. You need to drop this. You need to you need to drop this Katoa narrative. Jesse Ramian hates you. Um, he, doesn't, he does. He doesn't he care. Does about, he doesn't care about your super coach team, but he still keeps producing. So just imagine if Ramian, you know, maybe gets a little tweak in the hammy or something like that. Um, and so yeah, look, I think it t- take your pick out of Toto, Garrick, Manu, Molotalo, um, any of those. Yeah, sort look, of- it's it's probably Garrick to be honest. Garrick's probably number one, and then I've probably got Molotalo two, Joey Manu three, and then fours a Probably a Also, panther. can we just quickly like, talk on Manu? Because, like, that bloke is just shitting points for fun. Like, years gone by, he's sort of been really inconsistent. But, like, the last eight weeks, Manu has just been scoring points for fun. Manu's realized that he's a lot better footballer <laughs> than he thought he was. And he's like that, that big reason, kid. He's, he's like that kid that finally hit puberty in, like, under 13's footy. He's like, you know what? I'm actually pretty big. Let's just run the footy. I think, I think there's probably also. A, a, a level of fear factor from the Roosters that if we don't let this guy touch the ball He's gonna as many times as he wants, someone might poach him for big bucks and we lose a star. So I think that might be part of it. I kind of hope that he does end up sticking to 5'8 for a while just to see how he goes. Now, fullbacks, this will be contentious. Number one, Ryan Pappenhausen, no debate there. Number two, though, is it is it Teddy? Is it Trell? It's Teddy. It's Teddy. It's Teddy for me as well. Troll three. Then you got guys like yep. ba- then you got guys like I'm, I'd class Val Holmes. Drink water. Drink water. Um, God, who else is floating around? Oh, no like one. Guthos and these blokes, they're not doing too well this year. Like I, mm. I know Gutho went on an absolute tear last year, and he was in the conversation, but he's just not in the conversation this year. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, totally fair. Um, that was a, a quickly one. We'll do a couple more. Um, some people are asking, what are we doing with drink water? I'm not an owner. You're not an owner. But is he a season hold? Is he a season keeper? Well, you talk, and I'm going to check their draw. I'm going to ramble. They... Look, with with drink water, I think it's it's been fantastic that Todd Payton has finally realised like how good he is. I know they tried Val at one. They tried Hammer at one. I know that Drinky had his deficiencies in defense, but like the spark that he provides, Deed and Townsend, um, I think that's really elevated them. So it's really good that he is getting good footy, um, and we're finally seeing the best of him. As for Supercoach stocks, I, I really wish I did jump on. It was more of a pedigree thing for me. I couldn't, I couldn't really trust him, but yeah, the output for him has been um, brilliant. So I guess what's the Cowboys draw looking like for the run home, Bruski? All right. So obviously Sharks this week by rounds. No wait, not. For, straight after the buy round, actually. Um, and But then it's Tigers, awesome. Dragons, awesome. Bulldogs, awesome. Roosters, been leaking a lot of points this year. Uh, Warriors, awesome. 
South. Who knows which South is going to turn what up? What round is that Lord. South game? 24. So that's um, semi That's grand final. And then they finish with the Panthers. All right. So I but think I think guys, I think if you're a, if you're a head to head guy, absolutely, you hold him. If you're an overall guy, you might be one of those guys that you flick on at the very last minute. If if you if teamless Tuesday goes your way in round 25, he could be a guy that you move on for the very last round. But, but they're six points in front too. Do you honestly think they're going to roll out a full strength side in round 26? Round six, 25. Six, I don't think they are. Six points clear of. Oh, sorry. You mean the Panthers? Yeah, like, I still think a I still think they're chance of resting. Yeah, I still think they're defensively good enough though. Like I, th- I think that they're just a unit who are defensively very good. Mm, yeah, but I think if a full strength Cowboys side comes out on that park in round twenty five against a half assed, it depends. Side, I mean, hey, it depends. Like if if the Cowboys have top four locked up, do they roll out their full side? I think they do because it's it, it, it means it means more. Penrith, to them. they're a different beast, yeah. and this is their first run. In a few years, like they obviously, I think they came second last last year. So I don't think they will have any mass restings unless a bloke is going into that game questionable with injury. I don't think they'll they'll be resting. So I don't mind that. So, yeah, no, yeah, I actually I, I actually do mind that as well. Yeah, I, I do I do like that. Um, quarter second five eight big pod move. Yeah, the, I, I do like that. Um, all right, let's do a couple more. What are, what are our stances on Ruben Cotter um, as a whole? Thinking he could be a massive pod because uh, because a lot of people sold. If you've held this long, just hold for a bit longer. Honestly, like, what's the? If you didn't sell him when he was out two weeks ago, what's the point now? I I held. And I'm still holding. I was holding because he wasn't going to lose many cash, and I was going to flip him to Harry Grant. But with Cam McInnes shit in the bed, um, coming off the bench, yeah. I'm happy to give Cam McInnes a pass mark for last week because he scored like 45, and every middle forward scored 45 last week. Um, so I want to see how he goes this week off the bench, and maybe hopefully some better weather. Um, but if he doesn't. If he doesn't improve, then it'll be McKinnis on the chopping block for Grant, and I will hold. I'll hold Cotter with with the intent that he is going to get rested or rotated. You know, for the first two or three weeks, um, he's back around nineteen. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's do a couple more, and then we will we will round up. Is it worth getting Troll and Pap? Is it worth getting Troll and Pap this week, leaving him with seven trades and two to three players needing for the final for the final team? Um, Jaden, I have seven trades left and I need two to three players. So I'm in the same boat as you. Um, so I think trades wise, you're fine. If you have clear path to get to these guys, you're fine. But Brew, what are your thoughts on getting Trell and Pappenhausen this week? Well, if you can do it, why not? As long as you're not selling Teddy or something silly to do it. Yeah. No, I, if you're not ripping your team apart, like if you can, if you can sell like, you know, like if you can go... If you have a little bit of cash in the bank and you can go like Suwali, Kuraz, and Cooler out for Pap and Trell and enough, I'm all aboard. Um, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't be pulling my side apart for that. Mm, yeah, something like that. Um, one more question. Kind of a. Oh, what about thoughts on Adam Dewey at no ownership at all? Um, playing center for the Tigers. Bruce, do you want to grab the Tigers draw for me for the run home while I sort of give my thoughts on Dewey? Now, he's playing in the centers. Um, last year. He definitely performed way better at 5'8", but still did have his moments in the centres for the Tigers. However, I think this Tigers side is very different to last year. At least the Tigers had some kind of flair. Not flair, but they could at least put up a little bit of attack. Um, Dewey is undoubtedly our best player, but is he going to be able to provide that spark in centre wing? Uh, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a question. He's going to be cheap in a couple of weeks coming off the bench, um, but now he's starting back at centre. But it's a case of his run home. And Bruski, what is that going to be looking like? Yeah, look, if you want to pick him up in round 24, go ahead. Um, so they've got Parramatta, Penrith, North Queensland, Jesus Broncos. Christ. And then they've got Newcastle. Your boy, your boy Joe, will be doing a lot of tackles over the next month. That's great. Uh, Newcastle, Sharks, Brewsters, Dragons, Canberra. It's horrible. The Tigers are getting the wooden spoon, guys. This just confirms it. <laughs> Cut it in half, give it to us, and give it to the Titans. Um, last one, because Harry Lloyd has asked this a couple of times. I haven't got around to answering it. Um, Harry asks, is to Karaz, is Karaz to Sivo a wasted third trade uh, and better off going McInnes and Karaz to Manu next week? Um, I was really keen on getting Sivo, but like hasn't really shown much. I think he had six runs last week, which is like horrid. Um, and I think McInnes, after next week, his time in the sun may be done. So... I'd maybe hold on to Karaz this week and, and maybe look to move him on next week with McInnes. Yeah, look, their draws is... Look, it's it's not shocking, but like from 19, they've got Broncos, Panthers, Manly. Who's, sorry, who's is, it, is this the Eels or is this the Bulldogs? This is the Eels. So, and then they've got 
South Sydney, and then they finish with Brisbane, Melbourne. I'm not so worried like, about Parramatta. I'm worried about Sevo. Like, he just looks like he doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, but Sevo, my point is, is that Sevo needs tries. Otherwise, Sevo yeah. gets no points. And, like, with that, like, Melbourne in the final round, you know, Panthers in round 20, they'll both be defensive jugger- juggernauts to finish. I, I don't like it, to be honest with you. I, I'm not very high on owning mass Parramatta players for the run home. Unless your name is Ryan Madison, Isaiah Papali'i, or Dylan Brown, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, but hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode. This has been the round, what are we, 17? Jesus Christ, this year has gone quick. Round 17 preview, we've got, what, eight weeks of footy left, nine weeks of footy left, and we're all all done. Um, FPL is opening up tonight, so I'll be up tonight. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the game the game opens up tonight. You'll be, oh. you'll be long gone to sleep, mate. Um, as I said on Twitter, yeah, but I'll be up early. As I said on Twitter, FPL is releasing today. Fantasy football, like the NFL stuff, is in full swing, uh, mate. This is this is peak. This is peak fantasy sports season, and I'm all here for it. Um, but yeah, good luck this week, guys. It's going to be a pretty. I mean, apart from the first game, I think they're going to be close games, but like nothing really entertaining apart from the first game. So I brew at 3 a.m. We'll have a dart and a coffee in the dark, and I'll be there doing my FPL team and getting the shit. The first one, money. the first one of many, many this preseason. Um, I've been Supercoach. I've been Supercoach Whisperer. You've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast, joined as always by Brewski. We will be back on Sunday, Sunday night. I've got no plans, so we we'll be back Sunday night. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and uh, hopefully you all see some some wonderful, wonderful green arrows. Indeed. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.